Hey, Vince McMahon, it's time for this week's Stick to Wrestling podcast. Oh, no, give me a break. Oh, brother. When they're listening to the Stick to Wrestling podcast, I want to thank Frankie Valley for writing that song about his favorite podcast, Stick to Wrestling, where if you give us 60 minutes, perhaps indeed, we'll give you a wicked good and raw bone podcast. My name is John McAdam. This is Stick to Wrestling. It is a weekly classic pro wrestling podcast that you don't want to miss. Before I get rolling, if you want to join our Facebook group, it's a lot of fun, a lot of pictures, a lot of good wrestling questions, uh, wrestling conversation. Just join Facebook, search Stick to Wrestling, and I will be happy to include you. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, search John McAdam and follow the guy who has the Stick to Wrestling logo as his avatar. Now, let's get rolling. Today, I do not have a guest. Well, I kind of have a guest. It's the audio from World Class Championship Wrestling. We are going to review the fall of 1982, and it was a big season for World Class. Coming in, Kevin Von Erich is the American heavyweight champion, which is the top belt in the area. David Von Erich is the Texas heavyweight champion. It's kind of like the intercontinental championship of Texas. King Kong Bundy and Wild Bill Irwin are the tag team champions, but the Freebirds win those the day after Thanksgiving. But the main storyline is the NWA world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair, being chased around by the top star in world class championship wrestling Kerry Von Erich 40 years ago when I was watching this I was like yeah the Von Erichs they all kind of get the exact same push that was foolish on my part Kerry is clearly already the guy in the family he's number one and David Von David and Kerry and Kevin are taking a bat a back seat uh Fritz Von Erich had retired in May after being semi-retired for about five years. He's about to turn 53, and he looks about 83, but he's finally retired. He won his retirement match against King Kong Bundy in the in the uh, at Texas Stadium, not the Cotton Bowl. He won the American Championship, which went on, which, of course, he quickly vacated. They are calling Kerry Von Erich the uncrowned world heavyweight champion. He went to a memorable uh, double disqualification with Ric Flair in August. That is available on Peacock. It's one of the best matches I've ever seen. On the babyface side, we've got Bugsy McGraw. He's doing kind of a Three Stooges act. It got over in Florida. It's not getting over in Texas. Uh, the top heels also are the Great Kabuki and the Magic Dragon, uh, managed by Gary Hart. Gary Hart has brought in Tony Charles under a mask, calling him Checkmate. We'll hear more about that later. Brian, on the babyface side, we have Brian Adidas, Al Madrill, and Jose Lothario getting small babyface pushes. Again, clearly behind the Von Erics, who are the stars of this show. That's why Fritz created the promotion. Kevin and Kerry are ending their feud with the Great Kabuki and Magic Dragon over the All-Asia Tag Team titles. I don't know whose idea that was. Uh, also, uh, King Kong Bundy, he's just getting started in the business. In 1981, he was a jobber as Chris Canyon in the WWF. Now, he then he came to world class. He was doing the fan out of the stands gimmick. He The Von Erichs took him in as, as a protege. 
Of course, he turned on the Von Erichs and lost the hair match, which you know really gave Bundy a great look, in my opinion. And yeah, August 28th, 1982 was the match where Kerry and Flair had an all-timer. You should all watch that on Peacock. Now, let's start with September 25th of the show. And the main storyline is Ric Flair has put a $10,000 bounty on Kerry Von Erich's head. He is that afraid of Kerry Von Erich. Of course, Ric Flair denies that there's such a bounty. But Kabuki's about to wrestle Kerry Von Erich. And here's what Gary Hart had to say about that. Hart and the great Kabuki. Tonight you're meeting Kerry Von Erich. I must go back to last weekend, though, and wonder if you have any plans to Sort of duplicate your move against Bugsy McGraw if you can't against Kerry Von Erich tonight. You have your views about what happened last week. I have my views about I had a very good view of what happened. Just let me say this. Tonight we're going to do Ricky Flair one personal favor. They're calling Kerry Von Erich the uncrowned champion of the world. Well, we're going to show everyone that Kerry Von Erich is not the uncrowned champion. It is Ricky Flair who is the champion, and we're going to beat Kerry Von Erich in record time and remove the myth that has been floating around in world class. Personal favor to you, Ricky Flair, because you are a classy guy. I don't understand your situation on that, but let's turn it back up to Jay. Not a good prediction by Gary Hart. Uh, Kerry Von Erich defeats the great Kabuki in all of 47 seconds. They are pushing hard the fact that, A, Kerry Von Erich pinned Harley Race at Texas Stadium. Harley Race was a five-time World's Heavyweight Champion at this point, and now he beats the great Kabuki in the blink of an eye. The rest of the show had Kevin Von Erich and Wild Bill Irwin go to a draw, and David Von Erich defeats the Magic Dragon with a sleeper. With that said, let's hear what David Von Erich had to say after that match. Sitting and standing or wherever you might be with David Von Erich, it's always kind of a, an interesting sojourn. We've had a lot of years together uh, going back to Lake Dallas High School, huh? Yeah, Bill, and then on to North Texas when you used to travel, and I was traveling with the basketball team, and you were traveling doing the commentating. And So I know this young man quite well, and, and it's always good to see you back and around the action. There's a, there's a sparkle about this thing since you've been back, and you picked up the Texas championship right away. Oh, well, Bill, you know, that's something that uh, I held for three years before I left, and uh, it was a goal of mine when I came back. I just had to give my elbow time to heal, and it did. And then Kevin and I picked up the All-Asian Tag Team titles, which we held for so long. And and then, of course, like, I, like we talked about earlier, uh, getting back in there and getting that Texas title was always my goal, and uh, I'm glad I finally accomplished it. You did a great job in doing that. Now, tonight, you did a great job with the Magic Dragon. Uh, there's a ferocity and a, and a style that you have, and I think uh, probably uh, you have developed uh, into... The complete wrestler. Would you th- would you think that now over these years that you are complete now? Well, Bill, I don't know. I don't think I could ever stop learning. You know, no, I don't uh, think stop learning, but you're pretty well complete. Well, I, let's put it this way: I learned a lot in my last travels over and through Florida and through the rest of the country. I learned uh, a lot about how to face these other guys where they break rules and how to fight fire with fire. So uh, if, nowadays, if uh, if a guy wants to fight like that and he doesn't want to wrestle me, then I'll go ahead and fight him in his style, or in his, I'll meet him on his ground, as they say. I'll meet him at his home court, his home field. It doesn't make any difference to me anymore. Uh, I never have been one that really liked rules, because uh, rules kind of hinder a man and hold him back. So uh, it's really better for me when I don't have rules. <laughs> All right, let's very quickly say that next week you and Kerry and Kevin will be teamed up together. Good to see the three brothers back against Bundy, Irwin, and Dragon. Good luck to you. Thank you, Bill. And we've got to remember that's the first time that Kevin, Kerry, and I have been back in the tag team match and a six-man together in a long, long time.
Quick reminder, anytime we use audio here on the Stick to Wrestling podcast, it is for review purposes only. Uh, David Von Erich has recently returned to Texas after a run in Florida where he was the bad guy. And the magazines reported this, and Kevin said it was all BS that they just didn't like David Von Erich because he was a Dallas Cowboys fan. And, well, Florida is Tampa Bay Buccaneers territory. Um, anyway, uh, on to Oct- the October 2nd show. We have a six-man, Kerry Von Erich, Kevin Von Erich, and David Von Erich, defeating King Kong Bundy, Wild Bill Oren, and Armand Hussein, who is just way too old to be out there. Uh, they are pushing David Von Erich using the sleeper as his finish, as opposed to the claw hold. Now, Gary Hart, we talked about him. He has he has a new charge. His name is Checkmate. Let's see what happens when Bill Mercer tries to interview Checkmate. The Magic Dragon, the great Kabuki, and Gary Hart. I understand the word is out that uh, Ric Flair and you have worked out a deal on a bounty for Kerry Von Erich's hide. Can you want to explain that? Just let me say this, Bill. Ain't nobody have to pay me nothing to take care of any Von Erich. And Ricky Flair, no matter what you want to think or anything that you want to make the people believe, uh-huh. that Ricky Flair does not need Gary Hart and the great Kabuki to do his dirty work for him. He is the world's heavyweight champion, and in my estimation, the greatest champion that has ever held the belt from the NWA. Did he get a $5,000 fine? I don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about a fine for spraying out of This is not the place in What, you're talking about a bounty? No, you asked me about that. We were talking about You're answering about the bounty. Bill, why don't we just end this interview? You always ask me about things I don't want to talk about. Why don't you talk about what I want to You're not being paid off by Flair for the bounty, is that right? You know, I am not for sale, Bill. People can't buy me. Well, why would you do it? Then just because you like Flair and you hate the Von Erichs? You know, talking to you is like talking to a tree sometime. No matter what I say, you keep harping on the same thing. We'll keep harping at it, Gary. We'll keep trying to find out. Let's go to the ring now. A little bit of a confrontational uh edge between Mr. Bill Mercer and Gary Hart. You know, I I when I watched Gary Hart in JCP NWA in 1988, 1989. I did not like him. I didn't think he did a very good job at all. And I think over the years that has overshadowed the fact that earlier in his career, like right now, he is really, really good. You can't buy me. Of course we can't, Gary. But does a really good job here. By the way, I did not do the proper intro. The Checkmate thing is coming up soon. Uh, On the October 9th show, we have Kerry Von Erich. Excuse me. We have the great Kabuki. Injuring Brian Adidas. Uh, the match was stopped when Adidas was injured by K- Kabuki, injuring his knees with kicks and a new leg lock. Something's going on here. Right now, once again, let's go to the audio with Bill Mercer and Gary Hart. I suppose I've known Gary Hart for about 15 years, and our relationship has always been one of a sort of an uh, adversary role. My, the, my role being that of asking questions, being the commentator and trying to find out the truth about the things that uh, exist in, uh, I guess, Gary Hart's own peculiar world of uh, uh, executiveship. Uh, he, at one time, of course, was just a manager, and I don't mean to belittle that, but now he is up in the executive position of H&H Enterprises, and I still have trouble convincing him in his own autocratic way that I am out to help promote his wrestlers. And so we have problems even today in our asking questions. As you may recall, I did last week with Checkmate. If you did not remember that, then let's go back and you will see what happened. 
Checkmate, come here just a second. I, I wanted to welcome you in. We haven't had a chance to talk to you. I wanted to find out a little bit more about you. Well, we know you're from thank the you. Thank you, mate. I'm from the Isle of Man. That's where well, I'm from. And that. I like this place very much. Well, a, I love this thing, please. And I understand you're Bill, the European Bill, wait a minute. I'm talking to the man. Bill, you do not talk to none of my Who people unless I give you the okay. I he's said got, that, and that's all that counts. Listen, listen, mate. Talk. Let me tell you something. If the governor says don't talk, I won't talk. Now do you understand? You don't tell us these things before. I don't, what do Bill, you mean you tell us these things? I'm in charge, brother. All right, let's go to the ring, Mark. That was the unfortunate episode that we had at ringside with Checkmate. I have prevailed, however, on Gary Hart that we do need an interview with Checkmate, and so he graciously allowed us to come to the sumptuous offices of H&H Enterprise, and we will have that interview with Checkmate, and I trust that we'll find out some of the more interesting things about this young man from the Isle of Man. Gary, I don't mean to be uh, impolite in asking this question of you, but it seems that you have some sort of paranoia about my asking questions of your wrestlers. Is there some problem of my asking questions to your people? Do you not trust me in, for some reason? It's not so much you asking questions, Bill. It's basically the questions you ask and the time that you choose to ask these questions. You always seem to want to cause some kind of little dissension or some kind of little problem right before a big match like last week. Without asking me, you grabbed the checkmate before his debut uh, on World Class Championship Wrestling. If you'd have come to me, I would have... Uh, been more than cooperative with you in any way I could, but it's certain questions that you're not going to uh, ask my wrestlers, and I allow you to ask them and have them to answer them. I'm just not going to do that. Gary, there was no intent to ask questions that would embarrass you or checkmate. I was merely going to ask him about where he's from, about his home, uh, what he's doing, and how, how he liked it here. Let me just say this. I think what you were going to ask was probably that, those exact questions. But you would probably also ask, Checkmate, have you heard any rumors about a bounty that Gary Hart is trying to collect for Ric Flair on Kerry Von Erich? You see, you can put a key in a doorbell and turn the lock, and once the door is open, anyone that wants to walk through can walk through. And I don't trust you. Well, then let me ask you that, uh, Checkmate. Have you heard about the bounty that's uh, supposed to be on the Von Erichs by Ric Flair? That's exactly what I mean. You brought this question up. Yes, now. I here. brought it up because I am recognizing the fact that you are the type of person that would ask such a question. <laughs> but at the same time, you said today, here, you would like to talk to the Checkmate about some of the places that he has wrestled in, All right. where, his, where he's from, and what his attitude is about wrestling. I think that we should keep it along those guidelines. You I love it. So, Checkmate, what do you know about this bounty situation? <laughs> this is one of my, my favorite things about World Class is they used to do those those little segments like those. I, I genuinely enjoyed them. October 9th, uh, let me see. We also had King Kong Bundy defeats Alberto Madrill, and Wild Bill Irwin uh, appears to defeat David Von Erich when he crotches him on the ropes. But the, refer the match starts again when Bronco Lubitsch comes out and rats Wild Bill Irwin out. On to October 16th, David Von Erich defeats Frank Dusick. But the main story is that Kerry Von Erich has suffered a major knee injury at the hands of the great Kabuki. Of course, Ric Flair and Gary Hart act like that's just a coincidence. Let's hear from the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair once again for review purposes. Von Erich is sure he has the proof that there was a bounty paid 
to Gary Hart and Kabuki to injure Kerry Von Erich deliberately in Oklahoma City. And the man who put up the bounty is none other than the National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight Champion, Ric Flair. Ric Flair, right now, talking about the bounty and about his own interest in Kerry Von Erich. An interesting interview. I think you'll find it revealing, and maybe we'll find out more about the bounty. Here's Ric Flair. Rick, I'm sure that you're aware of the uh, injury that placed Kerry Von Erich in an Oklahoma hospital. Uh, what's your response to that? Well, I heard the rumor yesterday that uh, Von Erich had been hurt, that the great Kabuki, managed by Gary Hart, had caused Von Erich to enter a hospital in Oklahoma, have surgery on a knee, something that's going to lay him up for five or six weeks. And my response to that is I'm tragic. I'm sorry to hear about it, but I'm an athlete that knows and is aware of the dangers and the risks of professional wrestling. And I say, if you're not tough enough to be in this sport, then stay home. Now, it's been reported, Rick, that uh, you placed a $10,000 bounty on all of the Von Erics. And uh, with Kerry Von Erich specifically targeted in that bounty, how do you respond to that charge? Well, I don't know who reported that to you, but that's ridiculous. I'm a very wealthy man, and $10,000 wouldn't be anything to me. If I wanted it done, uh, I'd have it done. It'd be done tomorrow. But uh, uh, that's a ridiculous charge. I'm a professional wrestler. I'm the world champion. Now, Fritz Von Erich... I don't need to do have anybody do my work for me. Okay, but Fritz Von Erich says that he has proof that you paid Gary Hart $10,000 for what happened to Kerry in Oklahoma. Well, Fritz Von Erich's a frustrated man. You see, he'd like to see one of his boys be the world champion. Right now, Kerry is the shining star in the family. He'd like to see Kerry Von Erich defeat me and become the world heavyweight champion. And, uh, <laughs> Fritz, I'm sorry, but that charge... I can have him proof that I had that done. It's ridiculous. As you well know, Kerry Von Erich is going to be back in five to six weeks. And he says that he wants to wrestle you whether you're the champion or not. Will you give Kerry Von Erich a match? <clears throat> well, I'm the world champion. And rest assured, it won't be whether or not I will be the world champion in five or six weeks. And Kerry Von Erich... As great as the people in Texas may think you are, as great as you may think you are, as great as your father may think you are, you are not in the class of Ric Flair. I'm a legend of my own time. 31 years old, filthy rich, custom made, and the greatest wrestler ever. Not of modern times, but of all time. If you want me in the ring, punk, <laughs> and I'm hoping you'll have an opportunity to see this interview, you get a contract, you get it signed, you give me a little incentive, and I'll be there. Hallelujah. Okay, the, the audio does not do Ric Flair justice here. He is just kind of laughing and shaking his head. No way, brother, I didn't put a bounty on Kerry Von Erich. 
But the Von Erichs are claiming they have proof. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Well, actually, I, I do. I am sure. But I checked. Kerry Von Erich was out for five weeks legitimately. I figured he went to tour Japan or something. No, I, I checked. And as far as I can see, he just took some time off. So good for him. We have a major development on the October 16th show. World class. It's a fun promotion, but the problem is you have three legitimate superstar baby faces in the Von Erich brothers and no real good heels to go up against them. You know, while Bill Irwin was okay, but no one's buying him against Carrier Kevin Von Erich. King Kong Bundy is just getting started, so he's not a big name yet. Even though he has a good look, he still has a lot to learn. But on the October 16th, 1982 show, Michael Hayes makes his debut. He defeats Roberto Ernesto. He says he was friends with David Von Erich in Florida and Georgia, and thus that he decided to come to world class. So let's hear what Michael Hayes had to say upon his Texas debut. That's good. You know, it's good to get down here in Dallas, Texas. I said at the beginning of the year that Freebird Fantasia was going to rock and roll all over this country. And it's about time we got here. Now, I want to make y'all a promise that the next time you see me, it's not going to be the single version. It's going to be the double, because Brother Terry going to be right beside me. There you have it. It's I ain't quite sure if all of y'all know us. But just to let you know, baby, myself, I had 240 pounds of twisted steel at 6 pills. <laughs> and my brother, my brother stands about 6 foot 5. 285 pounds of walking, talking, roping, stomping, graveyard destruction. And you know what's something, baby? From the day we was born, you know, we was born on the wrong side of the track, so they say that's okay. Because you, when you get something the hard way, then you earn it, and everybody out there knows that. That's right, is that right? And from the time we were little kids, and we used to get thrown in and getting in trouble. Well, now we get paid for doing what they got us in trouble for. <laughs> That's right. You know, because I said it before, but it needs to be said again, baby. We were born on Planet Rock. And it was in a city that they call Party Town. And you all know what the name of the street was? That's right. The name of the street was Bad Street. You know the reason they called it Bad Street? Was cause the further you went down the block, the better it got. And I know y'all look too intelligent to know which house me and Terry lived in. That's right, we lived in the last house. So I just want everybody to know that Fantasia, which is rock and roll this whole country, sold out the Superdome, sold out the Omni. But who cares, because now we're in Texas, baby. Our world-class championship wrestling. Well, there you have it. Michael Hayes in 2022 has his detractors, but... I, he was, in 1982, he was incredibly charismatic and was one of the best interviews in the business. And he's just getting started in Texas. I remember 15-ish years ago when they had the old WWF 24-7 channel, they would, I, I, I think every two weeks, they would release a an episode of World Class Championship Wrestling hosted 
by Kevin Von Erich and Michael Hayes. And the first episode they released was this episode, October 16th, 1982. And Michael Hayes at the, for the 82 episodes in their conclusion, he would say, now, now, everyone, I know it's just getting started. Hang in there. It's going to get better. I mean, talk about just a backhanded, not even a compliment to world-class championship wrestling of this era. But, I mean, really, it was just not a terribly exciting mid-major. But the Freebirds have arrived, and things are about to change. So we've got now we've got four superstar babyfaces, the three Von Erics and Michael Hayes, with Terry Gordy coming in. I also want to point out, we're going Going to the October 23rd show now, they taped the shows at the Sportatorium in Dallas. And let me tell you, there are a lot of empty seats just on the hard cam alone. I can't even imagine what the rest of the, of the arena was like. That was going to be changing soon. But anyway, the highlight of the October 23rd show was the great Kabuki goes to a draw with Al Madrill. But after the match, Kabuki injures Madrill's knee, just like he did with Karrion and Brian Adidas with his new leg hold. And that's exactly what they call it. Let me see. Now, Kerry Von Erich, he's injured. Um, he's had surgery. Let's hear from Kerry and his doctor. Again, Kerry, is the knee bothering you? Is it painful right now? My knee is painful, but... Bill, the biggest aspect of it is is the mental um, torment I'm going through right now. You know, I've been through one of Flair's bounties, and uh, I figured if I go through one, since I went through some of the best competition in the world through the first one, I could make it through the second one. And I know he denies the bounty, but it's obvious it was a bounty. Looking at the pain and the situation and now the rehabilitation, would you say it was worth the $10,000 bounty to do this to a person? Yeah, from Ric Flair's aspect of it, I think it was worth more than ten grand to him. Um, to me, it wasn't worth nothing because I'm going to be back 100% in six weeks. And I'm coming after Kabuki and Ric Flair. With everything I got, I'll come back 110%, not just 100%. 100% and um, I'll be the next world champion, injury or no injury. So ten, uh, Ric Flair just lost $10,000. Now, there, you go back and, and put both of the Kabuki and Ric Flair out of it. You have to have some proof of this bounty thing. You, you think you have that? Yeah, Bill, we have proof. There's proof, you know, not only of the slip-ups of, of other people, but uh, we do have proof, and, and I don't feel like going into all that right now, but there is proof, and I'll get even. All right. Once again, the Von Erichs are claiming they have proof that Ric Flair paid the great Kabuki and Gary Hart a bounty to injure Kerry Von Erich. What else is going on in world class? King Kong Bundy is still a heel, but he has had a split with Gary Hart. So those two are on the outs. Uh, on the October 30 show, the Freebirds, Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy defeat Bill Irwin and Destroyer Number One. Destroyer Number One's out there because King Kong Bundy, uh, is on strike because he's not happy with what's going on with Gary Hart and Armand Hussein. The NFL was on strike at the same time in 1982, so they're kind of playing off of that. And one thing I've noticed about World Class compared to the other wrestling promotions, including like WWF and AWA, the production values are nothing short of outstanding. They're doing a good job here. Let's hear from Michael Hayes again after one of his matches. 
You know, son, first of all, I'd like to say it's nice to be in Dallas, Texas. Number two, I am very honored to be in such great company as Mr. Bill Mercer here and a great professional athlete, Jay Saldy, in his own right. But, you know, first of all, no thanks necessary. First of all, I want everybody to know, like I said before, I'm not here by myself. Freebird is the double thing, and I got a brother that stands, walks, and talks right beside me. And the next time we come here, baby, we are coming here to get down, and my brother's going to be right beside me, and we're after one thing. That's that American tag team title. And that King Kong Bundy, boy, it looks like a washing machine. And this other punk who come in here calling himself, what, Wild Bill? Yeah, he looks like Wyatt Earp or something. But I want everybody to know the Freebirds are partiers, and you might see us out in honky-tonks getting down and doing it right. And I just want all the ladies to know that, baby, we do make our blue jeans talk. Hey, he's a hard act to follow, you know. Michael Hayes was referring to Jay Saldi, who was a tight end for the Dallas Cowboys and is now doing commentary on world class. He was not going to be around much longer. Uh, what else is going on? The great Kabuki injures Jacob Fatu, uh, who is known as just the Samoan, once again injures another guy's knee. And on the November 6th show, they did something really good. They come back from commercial, and what we see is Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy brawling with King Kong Bundy and Wild Bill Irwin. It was a great brawl by 1982 standards. Uh, and again, just cutting cutting right into it from TV was great. The crowd is going nuts for the Freebirds. So now we have five superstar baby faces and still zero ba- uh, zero top heels. Maybe that's going to be changing. But anyway, Okay, earlier I had spoken about the feud between, well, the split between Gary Hart and King Kong Bundy. Let's hear both sides of the story as they sit down with Bill Mercer. I recall at the beginning of our world-class championship wrestling today, King Kong Bundy made the statement that he is on strike against Gary Hart. And I want you to repeat for Mr. Hart's uh, presence here, uh, King Kong, just exactly what you said and what will transpire. I made my situation clear, Bill Mercer, when I first came out here. I told this man and his partner, Armand Hussein, Gary Hart, I am officially on strike. I'm getting tired of going in the ring, doing all the dirty work, taking all the bruises, all the cuts, everything, and he's making all the money. Him and Armand Hussein, they sit around their office telling each other how smart they are and how much money they're making. Well, I'm tired of that. I want my share, and I'm going to get it. All right, now, isn't it? I'll be sort of the mediator in this event right now. You heard the uh, the claims. He says you're not paying him enough. He does all the hard work. And if he doesn't go in the ring, you go in the ring. Now, can you answer this? Ask the man how much better off he is now. Bundy, are you listening to me? You are much better off now than you were before. I told you a few weeks ago that you had been on a heavy schedule. You were the American heavyweight champion. You were defending that title. You were defending your American tag team title. You were on a heavy schedule. You were getting a usual good week. You know that as well as I do. And I told you that you were stupid for doing this publicly. You're just trying to get publicity, and it's not going to work, Bundy. Could I ask you this, Garrett? 
On the period of time he's been under contract to you, and because of the advance he's made in the American Tag Team Championship, the American title, various other things, has he gotten a, a raise in uh, the amount of money? Has he been compensated extra for this, for providing these championships? Bill, I, it took me a lot of money to give him to where he's at now. You see, it's not only the money I paid him, but the money that I paid this man, the time that I spent with him, my time is valuable. Much more valuable than King Kong Bundy's time. All right, now, Kong, you've heard this. Have you have, have you been compensated for all the extra things you've brought in to h and No, not at least. Ask this man, Bill Mercer. Ask him how much money I've made for him, how much I've done for him, how many Lincoln Continentals I've bought for him. I don't have no Lincoln Continental. All right, let me ask you one other thing. Do you have, does he have a personal service contract with you that he can just nullify it at his whim? He most certainly is contracted to me. Not only to me, I have also contracted him to world-class championship wrestling, which tonight he puts me in a bind by not appearing. So you'll have to appear. No, I do not have to appear because it is not a main event. But any main events that I don't appear in, this man will be taking my place. Right, so he better settle this thing. Because you really are in a legal situation. You do not have a, the right to drop a contract. I've talked to my lawyer and I've talked to matchmaker, Ed Walk. I know my rights. You signed contracts with me for right. world-class okay. wrestling, brother, and you're going to appear. All right. Thank you very much, King Collin. You're we should be right back with our next bout right after this. Okay, sorry for the audio difficulties. That's just the way it was. Uh, Once again, uh, anytime we use audio like that, it is for review and educational purposes only. Uh, World class, they are spoofing the NFL being on strike. And also, Major League Baseball had a major strike the year before, so they're kind of riffing on that. All right, Michael Hayes is one of the best interviews in the business. Let's hear from Michael Hayes after the brawl with Wild Bill Irwin and King Kong Bundy. Was injured. So I want everybody in here to hear this. And you better tell that punk that thinks he's wired up and the other one that looks like a washing machine smoking a cigar. I'm going to put it real short and real sweet, baby. The day we were born, we were born on Mama's son. And when we hit the ground, we were on the run. And we've been running all over people all our lives. And we're going to get you. You can bet on it. And there's the word of Hayes and Gordy. We shall have that update on Kerry Von Eric right up. All right, another great interview from Michael Hayes. Now let's hear from Kerry Von Eric talking about how his knee surgery is going. You know, it just dawned on me as we're recording. Maybe he really did have knee surgery. But let's hear from Kerry Von Eric now. Kerry, the doctor tells me your knee rehabilitation is going quite well. How do you feel? I feel great, Bill. My knee is totally rehabilitated now. I'm physically and mentally ready. Last time we talked, I wasn't mentally ready, as you saw. Now I'm mentally ready. It's not only the title I'm after now, it's Ric Flair. Speaking of Ric Flair, he, I suppose, is still waiting for you to bring out the facts of the alleged bounty. What is your feeling about it? Well, you know, he says there's no bounty, which is, you know, that's a bunch of bull, because... um, we have proof. I don't need to bring the proof out right now because I don't need it. But when I need it, the proof is there. All right. Ric Flair, in an interview, did not mention the bounty. He did say some uncomplimentary things about you. Let's watch it. I want your comments afterward. And Kerry Von Erich, 
as great as the people in Texas may think you are, as great as you may think you are, as great as your father may think you are, you are not in the class of Ric Flair. I'm a legend of my own time. 31 years old, filthy rich, custom made, and the greatest wrestler ever. Not of modern times, but of all time. If you want me in the ring, punk, <laughs> and I'm hoping you'll have an opportunity to see this interview, you get a contract, you get it signed, you give me a little incentive, and I'll be there. You know, as you can tell, Bill, the way Ric Flair talked, the game is over. There is no game anymore. Sure, it was a whole lot of fun, Ric Flair. We had a great time. But you know, the game's over now. This is serious business, baby. This is for the World Heavyweight Championship. The game is over five weeks ago. That's when it was over. For, uh, this is war. I don't only want the belt, but I want you as well. And it seems to me he's trying to provoke you into a good contract and a good deal here, too. Right. He, um, you know, we can, we can work the deals. But, you know, he said, give me incentive. Mm -hmm. Your incentive, Flair, is that I'm the best in the world. And you should, as a champion, want to know that for your own self. I wouldn't want to be the world champion if I wasn't legitly the world champion. And I think that's the way all of us feel, Bill. Certainly put down Dallas-Fort Worth, too. Right. You know he's covering Dallas-Fort Worth, slurring our name all over the place. It's not just me, Flair. It's Dallas and Fort Worth and the great state of Texas that's after your... Well, according to Kerry Von Erich, Bill Mercer and all of us saw that he was not mentally ready. Uh, but we keep going back to Ric Flair and the alleged bounty he put on Kerry Von Erich. Ric Flair obviously very coolly denies it. Gary Hart denies it. And now we have a special segment coming up with Fritz Von Erich and Gary Hart. They are in the same studio right near each other. I don't know if that's a Good idea for Gary Hart, but let's see what Fritz von Erich had to say. We've just had word that both Gary Hart and Fritz von Erich are now in the world-class studios, and Fritz von Erich is ready to reveal the evidence of the bounty. So let's go now to our world-class studios for this explanation. Uh, Fritz, uh, can you hear me down there? I can hear you, Bill. Fritz, okay. Uh, Gary Hart, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. No, I'm not moving in. This is as close as I'm going to get, and this is where I'm going to remain. Well, you, well you've got to move in so get, Fritz can show you the uh, the proof. You move in a little closer, please. I'm not getting any closer than I am right now. Get your hands off of me. Just stand there. I'm not going to hurt you, but you wanted proof. I'm going to show you verification of what you did. Now stand there. As you people know, not too far back, my son, Kerry went into the hospital as a result of a bounty being paid by Ric Flair to him for Kabuki to injure Kerry, supposedly for life. It didn't work out that way, but the bounty was paid. Now, I've said all the time, I've said it time and again, my sons have said it, we have proof. There's no question about the proof that I have. The bounty was paid. I have a Xerox copy right here of a check made out to Gary Hart, signed by Ric Flair in the amount of 12000 
500 bucks. It says here, services and expenses. Where did you get something like that? Porter, it doesn't really matter where I've got it, but I've got it. But I'm going to tell you where I've got it. This may just surprise you right out of your jockstrap. King Kong Bundy bought this to me. Ric Flair gave it to Bundy in Atlanta to bring back to you. On the way, he called me and said, would you like to have absolute he proof? He gave that to you? He gave it to me for 5000 bucks. Your man, Bundy. There's no excuse, mister, for what you've done. And for what you've done, the NWA has agreed for once they're now looking at things our way. And that is that Kerry Von Erich, my son, now does deserve that much sought after World Heavyweight Championship match for the world title. They've agreed that it will be, with certain terms added, to give Kerry a fair chance to get that world title. There's no question in anybody's mind at all, none, that Kerry Von Erich should be and soon will be the world heavyweight champion. But for the moment, before Mr. Flair, Mr. Hort and Mr. Kabuki are going to pay for what they tried to do to my son that caused him all that anguish and that suffering in that hospital. Kabuki and Hort, you two have had it. Mr. Flair, you've not only lost the title, but you're going to also lose something else very important to you. That's your physical health. Because the kind of a match I've requested, because of what you did, sir, no one man can walk out of that ring in one piece. And my son, Kerry, will come out with a World Heavyweight Championship. You wanted about proof? How can you deny that? That's all the proof anyone could ever hope to have. Uh, could I interrupt a second to ask you, there will be a rematch then, is that correct? There will be a rematch. There definitely will be. The National well, Wrestling Lance agrees there will be a rematch now. And not only that, I am not having to pay that $5,000 fine they live it on me. Uh, where will the rematch be? Where will Rick Flair and Kerry Von Erich meet? Bill, I don't know exactly where. We're going to try our best to get it back here in the state of Texas, naturally. But wherever it is, that's where, the, where Kerry will be, and that's where I'll be and his brothers will be. Probably right here in the great state of Texas somewhere. Thank you, Fritz. Thank you very much. And now we have seen the amazing revelation of the evidence of Fritz von Erich. And I think that is really something. How, how can you disprove that, Jay? You can't. He had it in hand. You know, you can't disprove a fact. And Fritz von Erich came, came here tonight with nothing but facts. And so, speaking of facts, we have King Kong Bundy with us. We really don't have time tonight, but what I ask you to come here, will you spend some time with us next week and explain why, under what situation you decided to give that check that evidence to Fritz von Erich. Will you come back next week and tell us all about it? You don't have time to talk about it now, not, Bill not Mercer? Not right now. Well, if I can't talk about it now, I'll definitely be back next week. And what I said to Gary Hart in the ring about proving who's the better man, me or Kabuki, that goes. Anytime he wants me in the ring with the great Kabuki, I'll be there. Okay, that's okay. We want you back next week to tell us why you gave the evidence to Fritz von Erich. I'll be here next week. Thank you very much. 
Gary Hart was fantastic during that segment. He totally got caught with his hands in the cookie jar and his pants down at the same time. He sold it really well. He didn't oversell it. It was just he he was incredulous that Fritz von Erich actually had a copy of the check that Ric Flair gave him made out to Gary Hart for $12,500. So Throughout 1982, the main storyline in world-class championship wrestling was the young upcoming superstar Kerry Von Erich chasing around Ric Flair, and this is coming to a head, and we'll talk more about that in a moment. Bill Mercer is trying to get more information from Ric Flair. Let's hear Ric Flair's side of the story, or will we? Last week here on World Class Championship Wrestling, Fritz Von Erich revealed the evidence that proved that there was a bounty placed on Kerry Von Erich to have him injured by Ric Flair, paid to Gary Hart. It was also revealed by Fritz Von Erich that King Kong Bundy was the man who gave him the evidence. Bundy had agreed last week to tell us the entire story, all the facts about this. Here's Bundy now. Ever since King Kong Bundy's been on strike with H&H Enterprises, he's been working around various docks. And he agreed to meet us down here today where he's been working with his size and strength that's a living and talk to us about the $12,500 bounty check. King Kong, explain how this happened, how you decided to pass the information to Fritz Von Erich. Well, Mercer, I was in Atlanta, Georgia. I was there wrestling. Gary Hart told me, when you go to Atlanta, Georgia, Ricky Flair has something to give to you. I didn't know what it was. I didn't care what it was at the time. I thought if he wanted the messenger boy, he should have sent the checkmate. He should have sent the dragon. He should have sent somebody like that. But anyway, what I got that night in Atlanta, Georgia, was the check for the hit on Kerry Von Erich for $12,500. So before I took the check back to Gary Hart, I made a copy of it for my own future reference. And then when things were right, I called Fritz Von Erich. And I talked to Fritz Von Erich. I said he wanted the proof about the hit on his little boy, Kerry. I said I had the proof. And, you know, the funniest thing, Fritz von Erich, I, I decided $10,000 was the price. I would tell Fritz von Erich I would settle for seven or eight. And, you know, Fritz von Erich, all he would go for was $5,000. He wanted the proof so bad, but all he wanted to pay was $5,000. So at the time I was on strike, $5,000 is $5,000. I needed a little cash, so I decided to take it. But anyway, I want to talk about something else too, Bill Mercer, about my contract with Gary Hart. Right. He's claiming I have a personal service contract with him that I can't terminate, but he can. Well, I talked to my lawyer. I called my lawyer in Atlantic City, Saul Goldberg, who's one of the toughest, sharpest attorneys in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and you know what kind of town Atlantic City is. Saul Goldberg told me Gary Hart doesn't have a leg to stand on, so if he wants to sue me, let him go ahead and sue me. From now on, nobody gets a nickel of my money but me. Now, as for Kabuki, he's been saying a lot of stuff about Kabuki, too, and me. Well, anytime Gary Hart wants to find out who the better man is, myself or Kabuki, I've told matchmaker Ed Watt, my name will be put on a contract anytime. Anytime. I don't care if it's here, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, anywhere, the country, the world, I will face the great Kabuki and defeat him. I told Gary Hart this. Anytime you want to find out who's the better man, me or Kabuki, just let me know. So you're now an independent operator. You're working That's your own right. business. That's right. I told matchmaker Ed Watt, Bill Mercer, I take matches on my own from now on. Gary Hart, H&H, Armand Hussein, I have nothing to do with them. They don't have a say in what I do. I'm the man now. I do things on my own. Well, that's Bundy's explanation. We tried to get Ric Flair's reaction to that, but he was unavailable for comment. Good afternoon, Ric Flair Enterprises. This is Nora Jean. Uh, Nora Jean, this is Bill Mercer, World Class Championship Wrestling in Dallas. Uh, uh, could I speak to Ric Flair, please? 
Uh, Mr. Flair is not in the office right now. Can I take a message? Well, I have left word several times for him yes, to return my message, and I have not heard from him yet. This is very, very important. Well, um, I've given him several of your messages, and I know he'll get back to you just as soon as he can. You know how busy he is. Well, yes, but this is a, a really a very urgent that we hear from him. Would you please have him call, return well, them? I'll give him another message. I'm sure he'll get back to you just as soon as he can. All right. Well, thank you very much. There was a bounty. Fritz has the proof. Bundy has admitted that he was a man who gave the information to him, and Ric Flair does not comment, neither does Gary Hart. There's got to be a rematch between Flair and Gary Von Erich. I love the skits on World Class Championship Wrestling. The skits were fantastic. Norma Jean has just that little bit of trepidation in her voice that, you know, oh, Rick's not here, and I'm sure he'll get back to you as soon as he can. Once again, a little reminder that anytime we use audio in that manner, it is for review purposes only. Okay, the big rematch is coming up between Kerry Von Erich and Ric Flair. They've they've built uh, spent an entire year building toward this. Let's hear again from Kerry Von Erich about Ric Flair. And as we close on World Class Championship Wrestling tonight, Kerry Von Erich with us. I'm sure you're very excited, very thrilled that 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 evidence is out now that there was a bounty on you, and Gary Hart must be in terrible situation. That's right, Bill. For sure, there is a bounty. We got Ric Flair right in the palm of our hands where we've wanted him as soon as I get back 110%, which you saw tonight, I was rusty. I'm about 90%, I feel. My timing's off, but but uh, I feel in, uh, that I'm ready for Ric Flair. We can understand you being a little rusty, Carrie. You've been out of action for some time right now, but what a remarkable, quick recovery you've had. How long will it take before you feel you'll be ready to challenge Ric Flair in a match for the NWA title? Well, as everyone, everyone knows, I would take him on right now. But uh, I feel like it'd be about a month, and I'll be ready to go. Thank you, Kerry. Good luck. We'll look for that uh, big rematch. And we'll, we'll... Kerry Von Erich, Kerry, the rematch is set for you and Ric Flair a little later on. How are you feeling now? You keep working your way through. You look in good shape tonight. Well, thank you, Bill. I'm feeling great shape. You know, the only thing that needs to get in better shape is my discus punch. Because my knuckles are a little sore right now. But I guarantee you, Ric Flair, my knuckles won't be sore the night I will see you. Thank you, Kerry Von Erich. Keep after Kerry Von Erich. Okay, Kerry Von Erich keeping it short and sweet there. He is confident. He's getting his rematch against Ric Flair. That's coming up. Let's hear Gary Hart's side of the story now as far as the, the check given to him by Ric Flair. He didn't have this information when he was with Fritz, but with a little time to collect his thoughts, here's what really happened according to Gary Hart. Gary Hart, we have not had a chance to ask you before. Explain the $12,500 check you got from Ric Flair that uh, okay. Fritz says is the bounty payment. I am glad that you allow me this forum to explain my situation the same as I explained it to the National Wrestling Alliance and anyone else who cared to listen. Very simple. Ricky Flair sent me a check for $12,500. Ricky Flair, being a spender, he wanted a Cadillac station wagon. The only place you get Cadillac station wagon, as everyone knows, is here in Texas. $10,000 down payment for the Cadillac station wagon, $2,500 for my services. And that was the whole story here and there. Believe as you want. But like I say, it was just a station wagon Cadillac for Ricky and $2,500 for myself. Jay, when Kabuki and the David Bonera get together, it's got to be a tremendous one. We'll look for that. Now, you see, all Ric Flair wanted was a Cadillac station wagon. Why Ric Flair would want a station wagon of any kind is beyond me. But there you have your explanation from Gary Hart. Ric Flair just wanted a car. 
So now we have Ric Flair and Fritz von Erich in the studio in Dallas. This was a great confrontation. Uh, let's go to it now. Fritz von Erich has wanted to confront Ric Flair, the world heavyweight champion, with this bounty situation, the bounty that Flair paid to have Kerry hurt. So we have them in separate studios. Let's go right now to them. Uh, Fritz, and, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine, Bill. Good to see you today. And I want to move over now to Ric Flair. Can you uh, hear me okay, Rick? I can hear you, brother. Let's remember one thing. I'm a busy man. My time's worth a lot of money. If you've got something to say, let's get it over with. All right, let's move right into this then. Ric Flair, now based on the evidence of the check presented to the NWA and the fact that there is going to be a rematch, a, another heavyweight championship bout with you and Kerry, are you ready today to admit the bounty, to admit that you asked for the bounty to get Kerry hurt? Let's get one thing straight. Everybody seems to be drawing the conclusion that I paid Gary Hart a bounty to do something to Fritz Von Erich's boy, Kerry Von Erich, in an attempt to eliminate him from the championship picture. I will never admit to this. I'm the world heavyweight champion. I'm one of the wealthiest athletes alive. I wear the finest clothes, date the most beautiful women, driving the biggest cars, and I'm the toughest piece of work in pro wrestling. And Fritz Von Erich, Southwest Sports, the NWA, nobody else. It's going to stand here and accuse me of something until I admit it. You better believe it didn't happen. Fritz, what's your response to that now? In there somewhere was an answer, but I'm not sure exactly what he said, except he would not admit it. Bill, I've always had trouble responding to morons in the first place. This guy doesn't make any sense at all. He's only defending himself for an action that he knows that, he, that took place. There's no question about that. This, is, this proof would stand up in any court in the United States. And it certainly did stand up with the National Wrestling Alliance. This man represents the belt of the National Wrestling Alliance, which is the largest wrestling organization in the world, by far the biggest. He is the symbol carrier. This man wears the belt and says, I'm the best in professional wrestling. When my son, Kerry, should be the world champion right now, there's no question about it, Kerry Vonerich, We'll soon have him back in this ring, and with the stipulations right now that have been added as a result of the proven conspiracy of Ric Flair, should be, very shortly, the new world heavyweight champion. i tell you what I'm going to do. Put that camera back on me for a minute. And I wish I was in the same studio right now with you, Fritz von Erich, and could look you right in the eye when you hear what I've got to say. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go one step further than anybody here on this television program expected me to do. Assuming that maybe I paid a bounty to get rid of your kid. Obviously, I've had good reason to do anything I wanted to do. You had a lot of nerve. He has a lot of nerve. The whole state of Texas had a lot of nerve calling him the uncrowned world champion because I wouldn't defend my title. Now you've got as far as to put me the most gorgeous human being and one of the greatest athletes alive in a cage match in the reunion. Hold it, you moron. Listen to me. If I was anywhere near you right now, I would be right there getting you by the throat. You would no longer be a contender yourself yeah. because you wouldn't be there. Well, let me you? tell you something, all six foot seven and 280 pounds of you. You got to remember one thing. You want the cage match. The NWA wants the cage match. Your kid wants the cage match, and brother, you look me in the face and I'm a You put me in a cage and try to take my life away from me. So 
Okay, just a fantastic segment where Ric Flair starts off not not he's no longer even denying the bounty, and then he comes completely unglued by the end of the segment. As we all know, or I think we all know, the rematch has been set for Christmas night, December twenty fifth, nineteen eighty two. It's a cage match with Kerry Von Erich challenging Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. I would say it, I don't want to say it's the biggest match in world-class history, but it's the biggest match in a long time for world-class. But there's one other stipulation, and that is that an ally of the Von Erichs, Michael Hayes, is going to be the special guest referee for this match. I wonder what's going to happen. We will talk about that show and world-class during the winter of 1983 in the very near future, but I hope everyone enjoyed this review of world-class from the fall of 1982, giving a huge build-up for the upcoming Flair Carry cage match in the Sportatorium. And with that, I want to conclude this episode of Stick to Wrestling. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to Thank Brian Last and Arcadian Vanguard for giving me this uh, this podium, if you will. I want to thank Lou Kippelman for all the great work he does. I think he's, I'm going to keep him kind of busy this week with this show. And again, I want to thank everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. This has been a production of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. This concludes our podcast day.